Patrick Hoots from the Carlton Footy Club. You listen to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Roy Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Number 28 of the 50 most relevant is Geelong Cat, All-Australian. Honestly, he's just a ripping bloke too. Tom Stewart, the defender, is who we're talking about today. In the 50 most relevant, this Geelong player is an absolute ripping human being and equally as good fantasy football player as we talk about him today. Joining me on the phone, uh, first time back with us for the 2021 fantasy football season. It is the man behind KFC Supercoach. It is the Phantom. Hello, mate. How are you? MJ, very nice to be here for another year. Loving your work as usual. 28 for Tom Stewart, as you mentioned, great bloke, ripping fancy player. What, what more could he do? I'm sure we'll get to that very soon. Well, that's the big thing: is he's done everything we could possibly ask, and yet I've heard nothing mentioned of him in the preseason. Others are looking elsewhere, and I think it might be a mistake to not even consider him, and that's what we're doing today as we look at him. Uh, Last year, if we delve into his fantasy football season, uh, his best ever Supercoach score came last year. It was against Collingwood. It was a 151, while in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, his best score of the year was a 110. Uh, If you want to look at what his best ever score is in that format, it is a 124 against the West Coast Eagles. Last Last year, in the formats of AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, he delivered a seasonal average of 77.1. If you want to play the adjusted averages game, where you multiply it by times 1.25, that's an average of 96.3. While in KFC Supercoach, pretty much a flatline 100 is what he delivered for you in average last year. But it's even better if you look into the numbers. In that format of KFC Supercoach, he's going to set you back just under 540k just over 700,000 in AFL Dream Team and AFL Fantasy $736,000 and Phantom the year didn't quite end the way Tom Stewart or his teammates probably would have liked but for fantasy coaches coaches barring one game last year it was a phenomenal ride to be an owner of Tom Stewart in 2020 it was indeed and you said the flatline hundred. He's consistent. He's been consistent for the past two years, and he's shown his ceiling as well um, with some big scores. Made a 145 point performance in 2020. But you look at round four against Melbourne. He was injured. He scored 18 points, and obviously 18 points is included in his average of 100. You take out that 18 point game, which I know we don't do all the time because mm. it would dilute the averages across the board, but. When he gets injured, we know he's not an 18-point player. No. You take that out, um, and he still averages, he averages about 106 for the season, which would put him even above Rory Laird. So we go Jake Lloyd, Luke Ryan, and Tom Stewart, if you take in that 106-point average. Um, so there's that discount. That's six points, um, which is pretty big in defence, given the, the pool is so close together. Yeah. Um, so 538K for Tom Stewart. His price is average of 100. But probably really averaged more 106 last season if we take out that 18 point score. So, as you said, players, KFC Super Coach players and fancy players alike, probably overlooking him. Jake Lloyd, you know, he's a must have. Rory Laird after his midfield role. Luke Ryan was good last year. Lockie mm. Whitfield's a defender. You go with those guys at the top, then to fit them in, you probably got to go down to the next bracket um, in the 400s or the 450s, your mid prices, then your rookies. So, you're probably overlooking that sort of 500 to 530 to 540 range. Um, that's where Tom Stewart sits because of that injury effect score. Yeah. 
But it was still, as you said, a really strong year in KFC Supercoach. Uh, ended the year ranked 10th by averages for all defenders. Again, you heard some of the numbers about how that's actually not quite a full reflection of what he delivered in the year. But even though he missed three full games uh, through injury, plus really, let's call it four with a busted shoulder because it was early in the first quarter, he still actually outscored Jack Lacocious and Dan Houston, who both were big hype players last year. Both were in 10% of sides by the end of the year, and yet he still outscored both of those guys and missed basically four games right throughout the season. He ended the year like an absolute freight train. Seven consecutive tons to end the year in KFC Supercoach. He averaged 111 over that back end of time. And if you picked him up once that 18 rolled out of his average and out of his score, gosh, man, you got yourself a high-value performer at an absolute discount right. In AFL Fantasy, uh, only four players had a higher average in the back line than Tom Stewart. And as impressive as that sounds... It actually is even better because one of them of the four was Jeremy Howe. He played just the four games. So let's discount that. The other was Alex Witherden, who only played a handful of matches as well. So in that format of the game, in reality, it was only Lloyd and Laird who ended with seasonal averages higher than him. And again, he ranked 21st in that format for defenders for total points. Again, not bad for a bloke that missed 17% of the season, and yet he's still basically inside the top 20 players for that format. And again, in AFL Fantasy, a great run home towards the end, a seven-game average to end the year of 88, right in the mix of that incredibly strong year. And Phantom, you mentioned it's not exactly a one-and-done big year two for Tom Stewart. He's been doing this almost since he joined the AFL as a mature age recruit. Indeed, he has um, hit the ground running in his AFL career, quickly became a KFC super coach option. You know, it was, I think, eight or nine KFC super coach tons mm. in 2019 too. And you mentioned before the huge end to last year, and you mentioned his high score in Collingwood, 150 KFC super coach points, 26 touches, 14 marks, a, a massive fancy game for him in the semi final, 94 points in the mm. prelim, and also 101 uh, in the grand final loss to the Tigers. So, yeah, he couldn't do much more, as we said at the start. He's consistent. And even if you don't start him, he's definitely one you're going to be wanting in your final team. He's, he's all, not a lot, but he's a very, very likely top six KFC Supercoach forward and probably a top six in most other fantasy formats too. It's just all probably depends on your structure. If you're going with guys at the top and then you're looking for some mid-prices and rookies, you might overlook Tom Stewart, but... That's where the opportunity lies, I think, for those KFC supercoaches who like to go a bit different and maybe start a Tom Stewart at D2. Mm. Don't be put off by the price, 538K, or am I strong enough at D2? Tom Stewart is a very, very strong D2. So just look into the numbers a bit more. Um, and, yeah, we couldn't... There's not a lot of cons, I don't think, to Tom Stewart. No, he intercepts well, he sets up the play, takes out his fair share of kickouts um, from defensive attacks after an opposition's um, behind has happened through there. Picks up plenty of ground ball as well. Uses the ball really well by foot, which in KFC Supercoach, you're going to get more rewarded than penalised. While in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, if you butcher it, it doesn't matter too much uh, along the lines through there. So I genuinely think he's he's a perfect point of difference. And sometimes in the preseason, we talk about a point of difference and we just get a guy because his ownership numbers are low and that's it. That's a, that's not a solely good enough reason to pick someone and go, 
Well, he's got low ownership, so I'll pick him. James Sicily's going to have low ownership this year. It's because he's injured, but he's going to have low ownership. You've got to have a greater case behind it than just he doesn't have big numbers because he's got ceiling about him. There's multiple 120-plus games. There's that 145 against West Coast um, back in round nine of the 2020 season. So he's got ceiling. Outside of this shoulder injury, he's got the durability for us. And again, that back end of the year, barring injury of that round four game, there's only one score in KFC Supercoach, which was under 84. And, and there's multiple tons. So he ticks all the boxes for us. And when people are pivoting towards, and not wrongly, by the way, the Lloyds, the Lairds, the Whitfields, the Williams, the Ryans, it's a good opportunity to set yourself apart. Because if he starts 2021, almost the way he did 2020, gosh, Phantom, you could really back yourself into maybe get some deviation from the pack, especially if one of those big boys get tagged or have an injury early on in the year. Definitely. And you know, the, the Cats open up the year in Adelaide against the Wooden Spooner Crows. Um, and then the next six games, all in Melbourne, three down at the category. We know how strong he is there. We know how hard Geelong are to penetrate, especially down there. But I guess with him as well, he doesn't matter who he's playing. He's scoring yeah. well, even if the ball's down the other end. He attacks well, he uses the ball well. He mentioned he ranked 20th in the comp for effective disposals. And his teammates in the back half, they always look for him to not only intercept marks, he's a lot of uncontested marks. He ranks number one, was run number two in the comp for marks per game last year as well. So the footy is always in his in his hands, um, whether he's defending or he's attacking. So, um, yeah, he's won, you know, I've considered him. I've, I've got Lloyd and Laird there at the moment. Can't fit him in, but yeah. you know, the more the more we talk about him, the more I'm liking him as the point of difference, as you mentioned. Yeah, look, his multi-buy round again during the buy rounds. It's the best 18 across all formats of the game. Fingers crossed COVID doesn't come and, and ruin some of the plans of what we might need to do in the 2021 season. But one of the reasons coaches might choose to look to him as an upgrade target is he is in that first uh, group of six teams that has the buy round in round 12. He shares that with Gold Coast, the Hawks, Port Adelaide, the North Melbourne Footy Club, and the GWS Giants. You could probably argue Nick Haynes is one of the premiums we might be considering in that line, but probably the other teams, not anyone seriously that we're considering to starting with that's a premium. And so for that reason, coaches might be going, look, I'm going to start with these big ones. I'm going to start with the stepping stone of a Miller or a coming. I'm going to maybe go for the value option because I think Zach Williams is going to emulate his final series at, at GWS from a few years back. Those big boys that you mentioned before and target him as an upgrade. And I don't think that's a wrong strategy. I just think it's a do that, but also consider what he could deliver as a genuine, unique starting squad in your side. It seems like Phantom for you, not quite going to squeeze into the starting squad, but he's right on that upgrade target radar. Definitely. And, and we talk about Rory Laird's finish to the year, 116 points after moving to the midfield. Post-round nine, I think it was, we've spoken about Stewart's um, big scores in that run home, seven consecutive KFC Supercoach tons. If you average it out, 111 points per game. So that's a big number, a big number in defence. So, again, we, we took out the 18-point performance and the push-up to one Look at his run home, 111 points. Yeah. You know, he's a lot for that top three or four in defence. And you're right, he could get you that big jump to start with playing the Crows first round. Um, the Cats could be all over the wooden spooners. Um, and I know we mentioned it doesn't matter what's happening in the game. Tom Stewart's all involved. 
um, you know, you can, you can probably more license to attack maybe a, a late oval if the cats do get on top. And yeah. Probably an upgrade target for me, but as I mentioned, you know, I could go away from this. I'll probably listen to it again and maybe even con- convince myself that he is worth some sort. And I think he might get a bit of a bounce if he does score well over the preseason. Yeah, look, I think so. I think that first up matchup against the Crows is fascinating. If you watched any of the matches against the Crows, even later in the year, still some of their inside forward 50 delivery wasn't at that upper end elite of the competition. And Tom yep. Stewart just thrives in games like that where he can peel off, he can intercept, he can set up those rebound 50s, which ultimately turn into score involvements, which again, in Supercoach is hugely beneficial for us. While in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, again, equally as valuable if he burns that kick for whatever reason under pressure. In those formats, you're not as stressed by it. So look, for me, I genuinely think... If you're looking for a guy that's got a nice round one matchup that's going to be in contention and, and likely a top five defender across all formats for year's end, man, if you can get a premium that pops round one, just sets you up really well. Yeah, you can recover from almost anything. I use the word almost. Um, but gosh, when you get a strong start to the year, Phantom, that's when you feel like you're always that little bit ahead of the pack. And while you can make up gaps on anybody, when you have a strong start to the year, it always means people don't chase as often or as long when they've already had a good first one, two or three opening rounds. Exactly. And just quickly back to about the Crows when the Cats played the Crows round 13. Tom Stewart has seven intercept possessions and an equal uh, season high six score involvement. So that backs up your statement about you will get on the end of it. The Crows, you know, aren't great going forward. The midfield don't have the best skills by foot so and if anyone's going to pick you off it's going to be Tom Stewart and the Cats so I do I do agree with you, you I think you're convincing me MJ I might have to log off after this and try to work him in, in into my team somehow but a very very interesting one and one who might be flying the radar radar just now but as, we, as we've spoken about it um, I think by the time round one comes around uh, we might see a few more teams with him in there. Absolutely. Look, he's riding contention in my squad to start, but if I doesn't manage to get in, absolutely one of the first upgrade targets I'm looking across all formats of the game. And then when we consider where we draft him, he's definitely going to be someone's first defender off the board, but he's probably after that first tier, it seems very likely across formats, people will choose Whitfield, Laird and Lloyd ahead of him. But then he's probably the next defender or in the next bunch of defenders to go right off the board at that point, along with the Ryans, the Crisps, Stewart. All these guys are right in that next group of defenders. And he's going to prove an incredibly durable, consistent, and absolutely a coach's favourite whenever they pick him up in their draft. Absolutely. So if you can, if you can take a gun midfielder and a forward and then get Tom Stewart as a D1, you'd be very, very happy. Oh, yeah. um, as you mentioned Maybe a bit more sexy could be the wrong word, but either Whitfield and Lloyd and Laird. But if you're very happy with Tom Stewart and D1, you might be able to take a few good players ahead of him. There will be some coaches out there who won't let Tom Stewart get too far. But if you're getting Tom Stewart in the third or fourth round, you've got yeah, a couple yeah. of guys ahead of him. Very, very happy on draft night. Oh, yeah. If I'm getting Tommy Stewart you know, in the mid to late third round, I'm just rubbing my hands together thinking this is exactly where I want to be. So he's an absolute ripping peak across all formats of the game. Uh, Phantom, appreciate your work today as we've talked about Tom Stewart. 
Pleasure, MJ. We'll speak to you very soon. Yeah, look, let's we'll catch up again tomorrow. Tell you what, we'll call you again oh. tomorrow. We'll get you on. Uh, I got a player. We'll go to the midfield. Who we got? Can you tell me? Not a chance. Uh, I'm not telling you. I'll call you tomorrow. We'll figure it all out. Actually, that's not true. We both already know, and well, we so do. do our Patreons. Very... He's an interesting player. Speaking of value as well, and a very interesting KC Supercoach draft across all formats. So. Tune in tomorrow. All right. Well, there you go. You've heard it from the Phantom. Tune in tomorrow to go and check out that episode. You can go to coachespanel.tv. Just remember your own website, MJ. Uh, there you can read the article on Tom Stewart. And while you're there, that's where it's got all the links to join our Patreon supporter group because they already know who we're talking about for tomorrow because it's Inception style. We've already had this conversation, but we haven't had this conversation. Who is it? We'll tell you about it tomorrow here at the Coaches Panel as we talk about the 50 most relevant players for fantasy footy in 2021.